Now we're going to turn to God's word and hear him speak to us there. And uh, the passage will be in this morning is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 through 10. I invite you to turn there if you'd like to follow along uh, in the Pew Bible, if you brought your own Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it will be, the words will be on the screen. If you're like me though, you like to have a copy. We saw how important that was just a moment ago with the music, right? Did we not throw the baby out with the bathwater here? Um, it's on page 1147, if you'd like to follow along in the Pew Bible. And I'm going to read the word, and then I'm going to invite, in just a moment, um, a dear brother and friend forwards, Pastor Julius Niamburo of Kenya, is going to come and open the word for us in just a moment. But let's read it together now. <clears throat> We're not together, but you get what I'm saying. Follow along with me. There we go. For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling. If indeed by putting it on, we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body whether good or evil. This is the word of God. The grass withers and the flowers fade. Amen. And now I invite Pastor Julius Niambro forwards. Uh, Many of you know Pastor Julius. He's been with us before. Just a few months ago, he was with us. And Pastor Julius, as many of you are aware, has uh, came to the States to get some treatment for an illness he was facing. He had a procedure which was successful, but he's still been undergoing treatment, which finished up not too long ago, but seems to be making good progress. So we're thankful that he's with us this morning. And brother, come on forward. I'm just going to pray for you as as you open God's word. Let's pray together for Pastor Julius. Lord, we're thankful for Pastor Julius, our dear friend and brother. God, we're thankful for the work you're doing in Kenya. Thank you, Lord, that you are furthering the word and Many are coming to know you there. And I know it's been hard for Pastor Julius to be away from his flock for some months now. We pray for their well-being, for their security and blessing, that they would continue to, would continue to grow. And now we pray for Pastor Julius as he opens up the word of God for us, that you would put a watch over his lips, that whatever would come forth would be from you, God, from your spirit. And Lord, that you would give us grace to apply it. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, dear brother. Thank you. The floor is yours. 
I do believe that you've heard my name, so I will not repeat my names. I came from Kenya in May 10th, arrived here in May 11th. God called me and my family to serve him and to work for him among the heathens, many cults, where I'm coming from. And when I came, people were rejoicing, you know, because we destroyed the strongholds of the enemy. Because Christ saved us to preach only his name and him crucified on the Calvary cross. And so who are not, those who are, not believed, who are not believing in that became our enemies. So when they heard that I was sickling, they were rejoicing. Some were saying that uh, I'm going to die. But I want to tell you that, friends, I have a testimony to take back home. That the Lord has done it. I've never died as they were wishing me to die. And I, when I go back to Kenya, I'm going to serve the Lord as if I've never done so before. Without wasting time, I just want to tell you that uh, I'm so delighted to have my friend here, Brother Josh. You know, when the Lord called me in the year 1979 to date, I've served the Lord faithfully, and uh, the Lord has been on my side, and he has, he has given me some insights. I've studied Brother George for a long time. I knew Brother George since uh, 2016. What I can say about him is that he is truly a truly servant of God, who was really, is really full of humility, love, and wisdom from God. I believe in studying his males to me and all this. He is so close and is deeper in my heart, Brother Josh. And I want to tell you that you have the servant of the Lord who endures in any circumstance. We do pray that God may really use him abundantly. I remember back in Kenya, you as a church, through your pastor and uh, the board of elders of this church, friends, we really pray for you. We are proud of you, of what God is doing through you. There was a time when you had drought. After the drought, rain came in a way which you cannot believe that something can really exist. People lacked food. And through you here, when we shared with Pastor Josh, he told me that I was going to share this with our board and I'll let you know their decision. What I learned from him is that he reveres the board so much and he loves them. Before he say anything, he has to consult them and maybe see a way forward. So brother, that is how everything, you know, things are being done for God's kingdom in a, a community like this one. You sent for the people of Kenya food to eat. Relief. I, I cannot forget. At the same time, you've stood with me in the ministry I'm having in Kenya. Through your sacrifices, we received a tent. Through your sacrifices, we received a projector. We received a um, drum set, we received a guitar. We received many things through your sacrifices. I just want to tell you that uh, your sacrifices are not in vain. 
on my right hand here, there is my brother Timothy. I usually call, call, call him the third letter of Timothy to Kenya. This third letter is going to visit Kenya in June, Lord willing. But friends, it was my prayer that through what you have been doing to Kenya, to the church in Kenya, may you please stand behind Pastor Josh, send him to Kenya, come back and, and come back with a witness of what you have been doing in Kenya in God's time. That is my request to you before I go into uh, the word of God. Stand after Pastor Josh. I was praying that if if um, um, it is God's will, he will follow Brother Timothy so that he may bring to you back the report because I do believe that you've been sending some of your finances to Kenya. It is much better for you to know and to to, to, to have a right testimony of what has taken place in Kenya through your prayers and your financial support. We do pray that God may really bless you, uplift you, stand with you, and help you until the time when our Lord Jesus Christ will come back for us to go to, I mean, to go into our heavenly dwelling. I, I have my son here, Eric, some of you maybe knows, know him. He was here before, but now he resides in Boston. When I became sick, he told me that, Dad, come here so that we may see how you can be treated. I was diagnosed of breast cancer, which is not normal. But I really thank you for your prayers. Uh, there's a team, a spiritual care team here. They wrote me. They have been, pray they have been praying for me. I'm really thankful for you. Your prayers was not in, were not in vain. God has had your prayers, and I feel some strength now. I had finished my radiation, and uh, because I've taken a long time away from the flock and from the family, they wanted me to be here for another six months. But I told them that, no, that cannot happen, unless maybe if God can do something to me, it's better for me to go back home. Then they told me that um, if you are going back home, come back in April. Second May, we have another appointment because they're going to check the, how, how, you know, their treatment has, what the treatments have done in my body, if I'm, I mean, improving well. So pray for me. Uh, so I will be traveling back to Kenya so that God may also provide for my air ticket coming back to this country for further treatments. I just want to go to share with you what God has laid in my heart. But I want to know that uh, our church in Kenya, they know that I'm here with you today. Even in the morning I talked with my wife. She sent you a lot of greetings. The church sent you a lot of greetings. We are praying with you. Uh, from uh, the scripture which my brother has just read, from the book of Second Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 through 10. I will not go back to uh, um, verse, verse 1 to verse 5, but I will dwell on verse 6 through 10. 
the title of my message is Our Heavenly Dwelling. Our Heavenly Dwelling. We have two dwellings. Paul has uh, talked of the earthly tent. This is our earthly dwelling. This tent here. You know, I'm living, I'm living within this tent. You don't see me, but you see me through my tent. And hear me through my tent. Now Paul is talking of the two tents. I mean two dwelling places. One is earthly. And he called this a tent. A tent is something temporary. Like now you sent us a mind to purchase a tent. That tent is now, you know, people are now so many, we cannot use it as a church. Of course, if the Lord opens for Brother Joshua a door, if he comes to Kenya, he will bring to you the report back that that tent is very small. It was just a temporary, a temporary place of worship Amen. when we had never got a place to, to fellowship. So this earthly tent is temporary. Paul is saying that we know that when it is demolished, we have at a, a house built for us where we are going to live forever and forever. A house which is not built by the hands of man, but built by the hands of God. It is in heaven. Now, in this tent, there are many things happening. I want just to tell you that as Christians, our destination, not as the church members, but as the Christians, true Christians, our final destination is our heavenly dwelling. How and why? Because Christ promised us that when we are faithful in him, in whatever we are doing, he will come back for us to take us home so that we may enter into that heavenly dwelling. Uh, Paul is saying in the scripture which, which you have just read that we would rather, sorry, he is saying that uh, when we are in this tent, we are away from the Lord. When I am here, I am away from the Lord. Now Paul is saying that we would rather be away from this tent and be with the Lord. We would rather be away from this tent and be with the Lord. Why did Paul say such things? You know, friends, in this body, in this body, we are walking by sight. We don't walk by faith in this body. Because this body has many things which he wants us to do to him, to it. He wants us to please it all the times. And you will find that uh, many of the church members in a week, in a day, in a month, in a year, three quarters of his time and his, his or her resources, he uses to please this body. Like now, when we're approaching Christmas, many people are using a lot of their resources to purchase Christmas materials. I don't, I don't say that it is bad. In this body, there are many things it is looking from us to do to it. 
in this body we are singing, sinning against God because we will try as much as, uh, as we can to please this body. We feed this body. We clothe this body. We wash this body. We clean this body. We build everything we can to help this body. This is why Paul is saying that in this body we are away from God. And as someone who is saved, truly saved, and, and his sins were washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, our soon coming king, that person, even though he is still in this tent, but he is away from this tent. Because the spirit of God has filled him. And that spirit will all the times reminds him to try as much as he can or as she can to please God. Instead of doing everything to build this body, to help this body, to uplift this body, to please this body, because he is outside this body. He is with the Lord. Now the Spirit will tell him that, you know, now you are, I'm the one living within you. I'm the one who has given you the life. I'm the one who has, who has really uh, given you that beautiful family. I'm the one who has really blessed you with whatever you are having. So you'll open your spiritual eyes to see how you can devote your life unto him. You can devote your time unto him. You can devote your resources unto him. You can devote your entire family to serve him. All that you are having. Now friends, just ask yourself, in a week, how many things have you done to build God's kingdom? In a week, how many things have you been doing to please God rather than pleasing yourself, pleasing your family, pleasing your friends, pleasing your business, pleasing whatever you are having? What things are you doing to please God in a day, in a week, in a month. It is so sad that we as Christians, we have taken a very long time to please ourselves, to build ourselves, to build our own things, to please this body. When we are pleasing this body, we are pleasing the enemy, who is the devil. And now someone, sorry, this body is a workshop of the devil. He manufactures many of his things within this body. Now for you to serve God in the better way, bringing glory to his name, you, you have to come out of this body and surrender yourself to our Lord Jesus Christ to be your Lord and personal Savior. When you are with him, even though you are still in this body, you will be serving God. You will, you will be walking with the Lord. You will be serving with the Lord. You will be working with the Lord. And the Lord will, be, will also see you through. This is why Paul said that we would rather be away from this body and be with the Lord. So that we may have the best opportunity to all the times please our Heavenly Father. Because as I told you that uh, uh, our last destination, final destination is our uh, heavenly dwelling. For Christians, because Christ promised us 
A person who is outside this body will all the time see to his that when in the morning he will have time to seek the face of God. He will need all the times to serve the Lord. He will need all the times to sacrifice for the Lord. He will need all the times to praise the Lord. He will need all the times to worship the Lord and to, to, to be before, the, before him at all the times. And his aim is that riches evening have pleased, have been pleased, have pleased the Lord. I've denied many things, I've denied my body many things, because my body is the workshop of the enemy. I've denied him many things, but I'm so delighted that in the evening, I've finished the day pleasing God. By the end of the month, I'm so delighted that I am pleased the Lord with my, with my body. So friends, what I'm trying to say, to tell you here is that let us be with the Lord at all times, as we, even though we are still living within this body, within this body, so that when we are with the Lord currently, we will please the Lord in all that we are going to do, in all that we are doing. We will be pleasing him. We will be exalting his name with all that we are doing. And people will be seeing what we are doing. And they will be coming to, I mean, to, to join us to help us also exalting him. Because they will be seeing what the Lord has done in our lives. What the Lord is doing through us. What the Lord is still doing through us. Because we are walking with him. We had left this body. Because we know that it is going to be demolished one time. Paul is saying here that whether we are in this body or outside the body, whether we are in this body or outside the body, the aim of a true Christian must be to please God. Whether you are in this, this body or outside this body, your aim, my sister, your aim, my brother, your aim, my friend, must be to please God for the years which you have taken, you know, in this world. God has been faithful to you, like now myself, before I came here. The devil really set many traps to finish my life. This is the last this man, the, the last one. I had gone, I had gone through two terrible road accidents by public transport. And if you could see some of the vehicles, I mean the vehicle in which I was, you could not really believe that. But God rescued my life. He is trying as much as he can to destroy us. And before he destroys us, is your aim, is all about pleasing God. Is your aim is all about serving God. Is your aim is all about sacrificing, sacrificing your life and all that you have to God, knowing that you came with nothing and will go back with nothing. So it is much better for you to please Him with all that you are having, so that when He will call you home, friends, you will have peace with Him when you are pleasing Him. 
Paul is saying that whether we are in the body or not, our aim must be to please God because all of us are going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ to receive what is due according to your actions while we are still in this body. It may deceive us. It may mislead us, not knowing that one time I am going to sit before the judgment seat of Christ to receive what is due with my actions while I was still in this body. So you are blessed. I am blessed because I can still change my ways. When um, I receive the word of God, the spirit of God can speak to me so that I may change my ways. My life may be changed so that I may live a life pleasing, glory, pleasing the name of Christ. I may live a life glorifying Christ. I may live a life which is proving that the Lord is my Savior. I am pleasing him. So that when I'm going to sit or stand before the judgment seat, I will win the case. So that I will be told, welcome my son. Welcome my daughter. Inherit that kingdom which was prepared, prepared for you from the beginning. I'm going to win the case because I lived a life pleasing God through all the challenges which I was going through, through all the problems I was facing. Like now in Kenya, friends, but the team will, will see this when it goes to Kenya. We are working through a very difficult situation. People are really suffering. People are suffering. Like now, our main churches in the slums of the Kisumu area. People are suffering. And I tell you, in all those sufferings, they really love the Lord Jesus Christ. They really give their lives to, 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 to him. You cannot believe that those people are living compared to how you are here. Compared to what you are having here. I tell you, friends, God has really blessed you. God has really been with you. God has really, uh, uh, has really blessed your ways. This is your time and this is your day for you to give your life, for you to see to it that within the end of the day, you are pleasing God. The end of the week, you are pleasing God. The end of the month, you are pleasing God. The end of the year, you are pleasing God. Aim at pleasing God at all times. Because Paul has told, that, told us that whether we are in this body or away, our aim must be to please him because we are very much aware that this earthly tent is going to be destroyed. But when it is destroyed, if you are not pleasing God, where are you going to be? There is a heavenly dwelling which was prepared to all true Christians True Christians, the true Christians are the ones who are pleasing Christ while they were still in this tent at all costs, whether in problems, whether in riches, whether in any circumstance. His aim, he decided to please God at all times. Whether he's alone, I will serve God, I will work for the Lord. I will try by all means to please him. I want to tell you, friends, that I thank God who called me. I thank God who saved me. 
He has been so faithful to me. He's the one who connected us together. I want to tell you that he has, he has never failed me. And I vowed to him that at all costs, I will serve him. I will work for him. I will follow him because I'm aware that I will be before the judgment seat of Christ. My sister, my message to you, my brother, my message to you is that get prepared while you are still within this tent because we are looking forward to enter into our heavenly dwelling. This earthly tent is soon going to, going to be demolished. It will no longer be there. But when it is demolished, where shall you be? Where will you be, my brother and my sister? This is the time when we can really be much more closer to Christ. Come much closer to Christ so that he may mold us. He may, he may wash us. He may uh, sanctify us. He may straighten our ways so that we may live a life pleasing, pleasing him at all times. So that when the time comes, when this earthly tent is demolished, we are very sure that we're going to enter into our heavenly dwelling where there will be peace forever where there will be no death, there will be no suffering, there will be no mourning, you will just be rejoicing with the Lord and all the saints. I want God to help us that we may be pleasing him all the times. Whether we are suffering or not, our aim must be to please him so that uh, when the Lord comes, he will take us home. Let us pray. Dear loving Father, I give you all the glory and honor, King of glory. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to share with thy children and thy servants of what you have laid in my heart. Father, I've finished my part. Now it is your part. May you help our brothers and our sisters that they may be in you. They may follow you. They may live a life pleasing you at all times. King of glory, we are looking forward that when you come, you will take us home in that heavenly dwelling where we'll be, we'll be living with you forever and forever. I thank you. Bless everyone who has heard me speaking to them. Father, stand with them in everything they are doing so that they may give glory to you at all times. Thank you, Lord, for having heard our prayers. In Jesus' name, amen.